After over 25 years of leadership, I know that growth without infrastructure, systems, and culture to support it will ultimately lead to disaster. So how do you know when to expand and when not to expand? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Life and Leadership with Kim Williams. I'm the CEO of Interfaith Family Services, a nonprofit that provides housing, help, and hope for families facing homelessness. I'm also the principal of Kim Williams Consulting, a change management firm that empowers nonprofits to change for the better. And I'm the author of Diary of an Insecure CEO, How I Went from Feeling Rejected to Raising Millions. I've led through a variety of organizational issues while raising over $50 million to fight poverty and learning a lot in the process. I created this podcast to share those lessons and help you to successfully navigate life and leadership. So let's get started. I hope that you guys are having a great day. Can you believe that we're about to wrap up the first month of 2024? Let me ask you this. How are you progressing toward your goals for the new year? As for me, well, I'm doing okay. This year, I was led to opt for simplicity when setting my goals. I set three primary goals for this year, one personal and two professional. I started off pretty well, but then a series of unexpected issues resulted in me getting a little distracted and off track with my personal goals. Of course, like far too many women, I let my personal goals slip and I've got to get much better at that. Myself, it's just so much easier to put myself off and let myself down than it is to do that with my coworkers and clients. Part of the mentality of a leader or at least a good leader is to prioritize serving others because so much is riding on your work. The same is true for the mentality of most moms. So being a mom and a leader just makes it that much harder to choose me when there are a lot of things competing for my attention. However, I know this isn't healthy and it's not even really right. Matthew 22 and 39 says that you should love your neighbors as yourself. So how I love myself should be the standard by which I serve and prioritize other people. I know it sounds good, but it's easier said than done, especially when I've spent a lifetime prioritizing my family and my work over little old me. But in 2024, this is the start of a new era, and I am going to prioritize myself and my self-care because, hey, it's time. It's time to do it, and I'm going to do it. This is the year of me. And and a friend pointed out, you've been saying that forever, but I mean it. (laughs) I mean it this year. Um, So what I did, instead of abandoning my personal goal, this week I have decided to reset. So wish me luck and pray for me, child. All right. So with that being said, I've also reviewed my progress on my two other professional goals, and it has resulted in me making modifications that will help me make even more progress. So as it relates to my professional goal and my organizational goals, this year I suspended plans for growth and opted for stability and sustainability instead. 
After experiencing a five-year financial and organizational growth streak, we decided to focus this year on strengthening our infrastructure to ensure long-term sustainability. It's a strategic change for us because we have just focused on growth, growth, growth. And I know this change may cause some people to view this year as a stagnant year. But after 25 years of leadership, I know that growth without infrastructure, systems, and culture will ultimately lead to disaster. So how do you know when to expand and when not to expand? Well, let's talk about it. All right, so the question is, how do you know when to expand and when not to expand? So there are five questions that I ask myself and my clients when considering expansion. So let's review those five questions. The first is, is there a statistical and measurable call for expansion? In other words, have you reached capacity in terms of the clients that you currently serve? It's easier to make a case for expansion when you have the data to back it up. So are you maintaining a wait list? Are you tracking inquiries? There just has to be more information that you can point to. Being able to say that our wait list is this long, we're having 10 times the number of inquiries, then we have the capacity to fulfill those inquiries. That is basically what dictates expansion. Not just a desire for a new building in a new location, but what will having this new building do? How is this new building meeting a community need? This is particularly important when you're a nonprofit and you're building not, again, just to expand and have a new facility, but you're building to meet a community need, which meets to which leads to the second question. How will this expansion impact the community? Having a robust waiting list and stats that show that there's a significant community need for your program just isn't enough. You must be able to articulate how expanding your program will impact the community. It's important that we're able to tell others how our expansion will improve overall community results. So it's not just about expanding, but it's about where we expand. Is there a need for it in the community that we want to go to? Will this new site be accessible to the the primary users of this facility? Um, Is it in a place that's accessible through public transportation? If you're serving a lower income population that may not always have access to their own private vehicles, are there support systems that this community needs to make accessing this system easier? Um, All these questions are important when you're considering the need for expansion. Where are you expand? Where you're expanding? Does it align with your current mission? Does it align with community needs is important. The third question is this, how much will this expansion cost? I mean, that's, that's an important one and one you probably already knew to ask once, but it's, it's the third question always. Number one, am I maximizing my current space? Number two, how can expanding enable me to better serve the community and have greater outcomes? If those, both of those answers are affirmative, then how much will it cost? And when you look at that, you want to look at not just the cost of the new facility itself, but also the operational costs to 
maximize that facility. I often recommend a three-year performa, at least three to five years, to determine the operational costs and increases associated with the expansion, because you need to take that into account when determining what it will cost you to expand. Will you need new staff? How much more will the, the new lease be or the new loan be or the operational expenses, utilities and other things? All these costs, the new supplies, the new equipment, the new furniture, all these things have to be taken into account when you're considering expansion. The fourth question is this. Have you met or exceeded your annual budget in the last three years? This is key. If you've struggled to cover your annual budget in the last three years, you may not be ready for expansion or a capital campaign because typically expansion results in a 20% reduction in annual operational revenue. So if you're already operating at a deficit, are you prepared to, to significantly reduce your operational expenses before starting this campaign? So you really need to think twice before proceeding because you're thinking about, can I can I risk a 20% reduction in annual giving in order to su- support this expansion? Because what will happen is you'll find that your top donors will choose either to support the capital project or to support your annual campaign, but often not both simultaneously. So you'll have to choose and that'll that'll mean a lot for your budget. And then the secondary question is this, do we have adequate reserves to cover the expansion should our initial investments falter or sure should annual revenue not be adequate? And I recommend, depending on the size of the organization, at least nine to 12 months of operating reserves before starting an expansion project. So have you met or exceeded your annual budget in the last three years is question number four. Question number five is this, do you have the experience, I'm sorry, question number five is this, do you have experienced and tenured staff to oversee the organization as you oversee the expansion? Expansions demand so much of the CEO's attention and overtake much of our calendars. Therefore, it's really, really important that you have experienced and capable staff to oversee general operations and to make sure they don't falter, but also to support and advise you as you oversee the expansion. They know things about what is needed in this facility, who is needed to staff it that you may not even really fully think about. So being able to have the type of staff that have been there long enough to know the challenges that you may face as you're looking to expand and also have the ability to independently manage their teams and departments in a way that won't cause you to be nervous at night when you're going on all these other fundraising meetings to 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 take care of the expansion. This is important. If you have a lot of new leaders or a whole lot of new staff under those leaders, it may not be time for an expansion because you need you need people that can keep the the engines running, so to speak, while you're off doing what it takes to expand. It definitely takes a team effort to do this, and you need to have the right team full of people you can trust. So again, let's review these five questions. Is there a statistical and measurable call for expansion? How will this expansion impact the community? How much will it cost not only to build but to maintain 
Have you met or exceeded your annual revenue goals in the last three years? And do you have experienced and tenured staff to run the agency in your absence while you're focusing on expansion? These five questions are just the beginning. They certainly don't constitute a full feasibility study, which I would recommend before considering expansion. And obviously, shameless plug, Kim Williams Consulting does do feasibility studies. So, hey, give me a call if you're interested in learning more. But here's the, the thing. The idea of counting the cost is not a new one. It's biblical. Luke 14 and 21 says, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. So before you do anything, taking the time, investing in a feasibility study, doing your research, determining the pros and cons of expansion is crucial because you don't want to waste time, money, resources, or your reputation starting a project that is going to be nearly impossible to finish. So now before we end today's podcast, I want to offer you this final word of encouragement. Listen, I know growth is exciting. Growth is sexy. Growth is fun, but it's also dangerous and risky. When you venture to grow, you want to do so with both the facts and with faith. Even if the facts aren't pretty, you want to have a sense of peace and optimism to accompany your decision to move forward. And if you decide not to move forward, you should have peace about that as well. There is nothing wrong with choosing to delay an expansion in favor of stability and strategy. At the end of the day, it's more important to move at the pace of grace If you have the grace to go, by all means go. But if not, please stay put. Because in the end, going with God and his grace and his blessing is the only way to ensure that you'll reach your destination. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for every leader that's listening to this podcast I pray that you would bless them, that you would give them peace, that you would supply every one of their needs, both personal and professional, that you would give them the grace to do what's difficult, to achieve what's great, that you would bring people in their environment, in their workplace that will support their efforts, that will encourage them, that will just do their jobs. Father, I pray that everything that they touch will prosper And I pray that as you bless them, that they will give you glory and that you will reward them for what they've done in private, that you'll reward them openly. So I thank you for it all. I thank you for giving them the courage to follow you, even when it's not popular, even when it's not cool, because in the end, they'll win when they trust in you. So I give you praise and I give you glory. And I just thank you now in Jesus name. Amen. Today's tips can be found on my website, kimwconsulting.com. Just click the resource tab in the menu. You can also find information about my consulting services and upcoming events and subscribe to my monthly life and leadership newsletter. If you have any questions that you want me to answer on my podcast, message me on Instagram at lead with Kim. 
If you found this podcast helpful, please share, rate, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. And remember, change is inevitable, but changing for the better isn't. Change wisely. Thank you.